Welcome to the New Orleans Saints Podcast. I am John DeShazer. It is Wednesday, September 25th, and have we got a day for you. Uh, we, we will be joined by Steve Weiss, a reporter for the NFL Network and also one of the hosts of NFL AM. Steve, one of the friends of the program, a personal friend of mine. I've known Steve for, Steve for quite some time, so really looking forward to that interview with Steve that we have here on the podcast. Now, we're brought to you by SeatGeek. And before I go any further, we've got to do some things to make sure we keep the lights on around this joint. So, trying to find tickets to a football game or any other live event can be complicated. There's hundreds of sites and shady pricing. With SeatGeek, you can do everything in one place. Search for and discover the best deals on seats, buy from any device, and sell and transfer tickets in just a couple of taps. With their deal score technology, they rank the most valuable seats based on price, location, historical data, and more. Plus, every purchase is fully guaranteed, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Best of all, our listeners will get $20 off their first purchase when they use their SeatGeek app. Use the code GOSAINTS, that's all caps, GOSAINTS, G-O-S-A-N-S-A-I-N-T-S, at checkout. Seat Geek, let's go. If you hear my voice cracking, uh, I'm John DeShazer, by the way. If you hear my voice cracking, that's because I got a little bit of a cold. So just bear with me. It'll get stronger as the show goes along because the show will get stronger as we go along. We'll talk to Steve, obviously. Um, the Saints huge in the news this week because of that big, big win at Seattle, CenturyLink Field, uh, where they go in with uh, the backup quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater, and pull off a 33-27 to victory, the most Complete victory of the season by the Saints. Well, that's easy to say. They only have two of them so far in three games. Uh, but that one, you get a special teams de- uh, touchdown, a defensive touchdown, and a couple of scores out of the offense. Uh, everybody efficient. Teddy Bridgewater did not turn it over. Uh, the only turnover, in fact, on special teams, uh, an area where I'm sure the Saints want to clean up. And even then, uh, Deontay Harris, who fumbled, who muffed a punt, and lost it, um, returned to punt 53 yards for a touchdown. So, you know, kind of balanced the scales on that one. Uh, but the Saints had a fantastic show of it. And so certainly uh, that will be a huge thing as they go into uh, a huge confidence booster as they go into a Sunday night game against the Dallas Cowboys at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Saints played the Cowboys last season, and that turned out to be a real, real gut puncher uh, over in Dallas, where the Saints didn't win that game. Low-scoring game, but, man, it was a defensive struggle. And uh, both teams really played well enough defensively to win. Uh, the Saints did not get it going on offense. And, and man, I know as the season progressed later on, they really wanted another crack at Dallas to show that that wasn't representative of who they were on the field on that particular night. But, hey, move on to the next season. And another chance to show it, and they're in any revenge factor because, you know, it's hard to carry over uh, that good old-fashioned dislike from season to season, especially against a team that's not in your in your division. But the Saints will get another shot at it. Uh, Dallas, one of the elite teams in the NFC, a team that has Super Bowl aspirations just as much as the Saints. So this will be a good test for both teams on Sunday night at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. But enough for me yapping around. Um, next up, Steve Weish. Reporter, NFL Network. Steve, where are you? Where are you going to be this weekend? Because we know you're a, a, an NFL world traveler. Where will you be this weekend? I actually have a bye this weekend. I will be 
sitting in the confines of my home in Los Angeles with, uh, you know, the direct ticket, direct TV ticket on, watching everybody's game. Man, I tell you what, I, I don't. Yeah. Do you even know what to do on a day off? Uh, yeah, you know, I become, you know, you know, these these day offs are few, far, you know, far and few. So when I get them, I oh no, I can find exactly what I want to do. All right, all right. <laughs> well, now we jump into this NFL season. Only we're only three games deep, but uh, but what has impressed you the most, I guess, about a singular team, or has a team jumped off the page this early in the season? Well, I mean, the Patriots are insane, you know, and just the way they continue to evolve. I mean, defensively, we saw what they did, you know, against the Rams in the Super Bowl, and and, and the way they're playing this year with some better personnel. Define Gilmore jumping out is is arguably the best corner in the NFL. I mean, you have to take note of that. The Chiefs, just insane what they're doing. I think those teams are headed for, you know, the AFC Championship crash course, and it's important for the Chiefs to establish home field. But the NFC, I mean, I know Dallas looks great, you know, but they've, they've played teams, you know, that are combined one and eight. The Rams are undefeated, but you saw them, John. I mean, they're, they're, they're not like – no one's near where they probably will be. So the NFC to me is still really wide open for the most part. So it's it's just we're getting now that we're getting to the quarter pole of the season. Now the truth telling is going to start to come about with a lot of these teams. So this this is where we really start to see good football being played, teams establishing their identities. So that's kind of where I am, you know, at this point of the season. But no one's really blowing my socks off except for the Patriots and the and the Chiefs. Yeah, you saw you saw the Saints against the Rams. Having seen them and having seen Drew Brees uh, tear the ligament in his thumb, would you have forecast or, or thought in, in wildest dreams that they could go up to Seattle with Teddy Bridgewater and win a game? Yeah. I mean, it's the Saints are good. They're good. They're good. I mean, Teddy hasn't played in, God, what is it, you know, a couple years. Yeah. And you knew Sean was going to put him in position to succeed. So you saw them do a lot of the short passing game, get Alba Kamara in open space. Um, not do anything risky. Now, I don't think that's going to work against the Cowboys. You're going to have to take some shots. I think we're going to see some of the some of the Taysom Hill factor coming in that game. We're going to have to do some gadget stuff. You're going to have to play a really good game. Um, but, yeah, I mean, even though Seattle was good and, you know, I, I probably figured that they would win, I knew the Saints, especially after losing the way they did to the Rams, not just Drew's injury, but that fumble that Cam Jordan uh, return that was brought back. I mean, just some of the feelings the players had after that game. I thought they were going to go up there and really show well, which they did. Yeah, pretty crazy that they almost got the exact same thing happen on the fumble recovery, except the play and the players didn't stop this time. And unfortunately for them, they didn't get the whistle <laughs> this time. Right so they were able <laughs> on, the, on the Chris Carson <laughs> fumble, right? <laughs> but uh, you know, is, is this you know it, it's hard to depend on a special teams and defensive touchdown every game, so. How much more so is this offense going to have to step up? I, mean, I know you just mentioned that Teddy Bridgewater, and they're probably going to have to take some shots down the field against Dallas, but how much more efficient are they going to have to be knowing that you can't depend on those outside scores every game? Yeah, they're going to have to be more efficient. I think playing at home is going to help. I, I think that's going to be big because, you know, now the Cowboys are going to have to deal with some, some legit crowd noise. I mean, and people can say what they want. That crowd noise is a factor when you're doing everything on hand counts and, and, and those type of cues offensively. Um, and Teddy's not going to have to deal with it. I mean, in Los Angeles, it wasn't great for him. I mean, they don't have the ultimate home field advantage, but Seattle does. I mean, he's, he's not going to have to deal with that stuff. So that's going to help out what the Saints want to do offensively. But 
they they've got to they've got to have some punch because Dallas is going to score. And as you know, the Saints D has not played with their, played up to the level they're capable of playing. I mean, they've got some takeaways, uh, they've got some sacks, but you know they're giving up some yards and they're giving up some points. And they've got to they've got to scale that back. I mean, Dallas is coming in smoking. I mean, they're they're receiving game, they're passing game, they're running game, their offensive line. I mean, no no team is playing anywhere close to how well their offensive line is playing. So that's going to be a tough battle. They just can't let Ezekiel Elliott go in, and they've got to prepare. I mean, this stat. Dallas in the third quarters, I think they're averaging almost two touchdowns a third quarter thus far. So, I mean, that's where the Saints really have to buckle it up, and especially if they defer and get possession at the end of the of the, uh, the beginning of the second half. You know, they need to take some time off the clock and really slow Dallas from kind of getting into its wheelhouse. Yeah, I think that's exactly what they were able to do against Seattle. They came out of the second half yep. and opened up with a drive that was almost seven and a half minutes and scored a touchdown, so I'm sure they'll be looking – for something like that. Defensively, Dallas was able to shut this Saints team down last year with Drew Brees. Uh, they, they're pretty salty defensively too, huh? Yeah, and we've seen that before. I mean, let's think all the way back years ago, and you were there, John. Remember, they didn't think DeMarcus Ware was going to play because of a neck injury or something like that. The Saints were undefeated. Everyone thought that they were going to rock and roll. Yeah. And Dallas came in there and blew their doors off. Yeah. I mean, and that, that's some defensive scheming. Now, they've got a new coordinator. Um, you know, Rod Manelli is a guy, and basically Chris Richard is, is dialing up the defense. Best linebacker core in the NFL in terms of speed, coverage ability, and the ability to deliver impact against the run. Demarcus Lawrence is a monster. Ty Crawford is a monster. Robert Quinn is back. And the secondary is just absolutely solid. So they're strong at all three levels. They're strong at all three levels on offense. And, again, that's where the Saints, the, the crowd's going to have to be a factor. They're going to have to they're they're going to have to try to force the Cowboys into some penalties that are playing behind the sticks. And even though Dallas has come from behind, I mean that's because they started out slow against Miami. It was Miami. If they can get a toe to toe game against Dallas, which we typically see when these teams play, I'm just going to be interested then to see the Cowboys' composure and having to duke it out because I think that's where the Saints will be okay. Um, they overcame their their penalty disaster. Um, against the Rams, I think Sean emphasized they got to be cleaner. And I think they'll continue to be cleaner the more they get familiar with Bridgewater. Okay, okay. All right, now we're going to get you out of here on this, our Seat Geek question of the day, which is um, we're going to see two great running backs in this game. Dallas has Ezekiel mm-hmm. Elliott. Uh, the Saints have Alvin Kamara. Uh, where would you rank Alvin Kamara among running backs in the NFL? i probably put him like top three or four, when we see, just, just because of his duality, he's such a danger. When, when teams now, especially with Drew out, are game planning against the Saints, he's the number one dude they're looking to stop. But they know whether to stop him as, as, a, as a runner and as a receiver. And that, trust me, when you talk to defensive coordinators, that's confounding. Plus the other thing, people, and I don't know why this far into his career, Opposing players and defensive coordinators do not understand how strong he is. Yeah, I have seen this guy bounce off of more tackles than any running back when guys have a clean shot at him. And it's kind of like they don't understand that when they hit him, they're hitting a brick wall with a low center of gravity. And I think all those tools keep him in the conversation is, is one of the best running backs along with a guy like Ezekiel Elliott. Dalvin Cook is really playing well this year. But, but he's just, he's a superstar, dynamic player. All right, all right. 
We'll let you out of here on that one, Steve. We appreciate you joining us. Look, get some rest this weekend because we know you're going to be going the rest. Of, do you get another buy? Do you get a double buy during the season, or you just go straight through after this? I, I do. I'm actually playing an 18 game season, so I get two buys. Oh boy! I get a, I get a buy. I buy a little bit later in the month, but you know it's all about the home stretch. It's called load maintenance. <laughs> That's what I'm at. <laughs> we're going to try to we're going to try to maintain our load around here. <laughs> all right, Steve. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me on, man. Always good. Well, again, we want to thank Steve for joining us here on Wednesday. A fantastic conversation as always. Uh, you really ought to check him out on the NFL Network. Steve, a fantastic guy. Um, as I mentioned, um, I've known him for quite some time. Knew him when he was a, a an ink-stained wretch when he worked for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution as a writer. So, you know, those ties go way, way back. A fantastic guy who covers the NFL. We saw him out in Los Angeles when the Saints played the Rams. So he's got a pretty good feel for what's going on with the Saints and with the rest of the NFL. I'm John DeShazer, and I'm sitting in for Caroline Gonzalez. The whole crew will be back on Friday, the 27th, uh, where we will blow your doors out again. But, hey, until then, continue to watch us, listen to us, wherever you can grab us uh, on the website, NewOrleansSaints.com, in any other form or fashion, because we are here with all your Saints information. Uh, We will see you again on Friday.